Welcome to the Hex Podcast. It's season three, episode one. Um, I'm Phil. I'm here at Hex HQ in Clapham, London. Um, it's the second of December. And I'm here with Owen from Backspace. Hello. Welcome. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. You own Backspace, a clinic in Clapham. Tell me a bit about Backspace, where it started, and more about your business model. Yeah, okay. So where we started? I started in 2015. I got the keys. Um, very exciting. It started actually, I was, a, I was previously uh, kind of doing my own thing at another clinic in Brixton. And then a patient of mine actually persuaded me to set up my own clinic. Um, believed in me, said, you know, you could do this, you could run your own place. Why do you, why do you work you know, somewhere else? Which was, I'd never thought of it before. So I, he said, you know, you're going to need to start with a business plan. So I thought, well, that sounds like fun. Sounds like a project I've, I've done in school once or twice or that kind of thing. So I started filling in this template I found and then I took it to a bank and they were like, yeah, we'll give you money. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> this is real. This is actually happening. So, um, so yeah, it was a case of finding the, the right premises, the right, right size, thinking about what we wanted to offer. Mm. Um, and my passion was and still is sports and exercise rehabilitation, um, taking people who like going to the gym, who are getting injuries, recurring injuries, uh, probably because it's, it's my history as well, having injuries, having trained for many years. Um, and a place where people could go with their injuries, fix their injuries, and then we would bridge them into personal training. Um, so whereas normally I would I would rehab them and hand you know and, and set them off free yeah. into the wild, uh, back to the gyms or back to their classes, back to their yoga, back to their Pilates, running, whatever they were training to do. Um, I actually got to go into that journey with them as well, so do yeah, the strength nice. and conditioning with them or whatever else um, was required. So I did a level three PT diploma. Um, and the, the initial idea was to be, like I said, chiropractic, rehab and personal training. Yeah. So found this clinic, well, found this premises, turned it into a clinic. Uh, long story short, hired a team there and then of chiropractors, sports massage therapists and personal trainers and receptionists and opened our doors January 2016. And we're still alive. We survived a pandemic. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the that's the that's the main story the main yeah. history hey guys that's a bit more about backspace Tell yeah me, yeah I, well i was gonna ask you i want to know about, about hex's background as well the history how did you how did you guys begin and what's your I'll, reason for being yeah uh, i'll keep it brief in terms of the history just because it's been a few years now so i mean chris well i used to work at virgin active after doing a sports degree at colossal university when i was virgin active as a personal trainer i met chris i trained him as a client he used to run marathons and be really interested in strength training. So from there, we built a big, uh, big uh, rapport, a good connection. I then moved on to renting space from a CrossFit gym in Clapham, Clapham Art Centre. So Chris came with me there. Then me and Chris started doing CrossFit as well together. And then Chris was really enthusiastic about fitness and business and working on his own and creating a business. So we joined forces. We, we started with renting space from the CrossFit gym, like a little tiny studio and doing a lot of work out on Clapham Common in the dark and with kettlebells and barbells and uh, building up uh, client bases from there. We got our first studio in Clapham Arts Centre. We then got another studio and we just built up into three spaces before before lockdown hit. From there, we had really good community with, with just support. We then went into lockdown, had to give those spaces back. And then we managed to find this space, which was a bit lucky because before there was literally nothing was, a, as you know, it was gold dust trying to find a good, yeah. good space. Yeah. Uh, this place was an old art art centre. It was a bit derelict and run down. And the good thing about lockdown, we had time where we couldn't actually open it. 
that we got to renovate it. Mm. So that's the one kind of golden ticket out of the uh, whole COVID yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it was. And from there, we obviously <laughs> be going from strength to strength. Apart from that, yeah, the community's obviously got bigger and it's as as now we're on the, on the main on the main street people walk by and obviously chris has done a lot more advertising on on social media and word of mouth and our um our brand has got much bigger and, and that kind of thing so yeah we're just growing and growing it's as, brilliant as I, know, love, yeah. I love these facilities yeah really cool what about you where's the business now what's your usp and where's the business yeah you asked me um sorry i didn't really answer that question initially you asked me kind of what we're about and what we do i think i think for me what i what i realized early on in my career i've been a chiropractor for 15 years now was that there's a lot of you know you ask people about seeing yeah. chiropractors and yeah. you know I, I, i'm i'm aware you know we're all aware that mm. some some people will have good stories some people have bad stories and i really wanted to be one of these good stories you know i really wanted to be one of these chiropractors that goes the extra mile yeah. that isn't just a you know come in what have you got get on the bench crack 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 out the door um it's kind of a problem with social media now yeah. is that all these chiropractors are doing their kind of cracking videos and that mm. kind of again reduces us to one thing mm. so i really wanted to kind of let the world know that we do a lot more than that, or some of us do yeah. anyway. So I almost don't like calling myself a chiropractor. There's no shame there. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of being a chiropractor, but I really do blend a range of techniques, quite a wide range of techniques. Um, the thing with me is that I don't like other people <laughs> doing things that I can't do, uh, which has served me well as a practitioner because I've learned how to do um, dry needling, sports and exercise rehab, taping, muscle testing, deep tissue massage, uh, fascial release, mm. instrument-assisted assi- fascial release, and a whole host of other techniques, um, ART, uh, all the stretching. So I'd say that what we offer, which is unique to, mm. to, to, to Backspace, in my opinion, because I've not seen other clinics do quite such a wide range of, of hands-on physical yeah. techniques, uh, is that really. Uh, so we, we like to be a one-stop shop, you know, um, rather than thinking, oh, I need a chiropractor for my back and I need mm. a physio for my elbow and I need... I don't know, a running coach for, for, for something yeah. else. You know, we can give advice on multiple things. So we are a bit of a one-stop mm. shop. I, I'm confident that if you have a musculoskeletal problem, we can fix it, yeah. which is a big claim, but I am that confident. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, and we get to the why. And I think that's another thing that can be a common failing of practitioners, practitioners is, you know, where have you got the pain? Mm. Okay, let me see. Oh, it's, it's there. It's a biceps tendonitis. Yeah. Okay, we're going we're gonna to rub it, do yeah, this stretch. Yeah. But, but they don't get to the, why did it get there in the first place? So commonly 100%. what you get is a recurring problem. Um, so we try our best when we, take a, when we see a patient and meet a patient to fix the problem as best we can for good. Mm. You know, you can't stop people going back to their old, old habits. Um, we're up against it with techno- technological devices, people hunching over their desks, yeah. on their phones, on their iPads, um, poor posture, stress, you know, uh, yeah. some things we can't, we can't get rid of, but we try our best to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that's a very, uh, it's not a very succinct answer, but um, it, it, yeah. it, it, it's that really. I think that's giving people more understanding of the kind of what you do and your expertise. Yeah. Similar really to Hex in terms of helping people and trying to get them through their, their daily slog of life. So tell me about your, what's your, how would you describe so, your USP? What makes you different? To yeah, other, so we... Similar... Yeah, we're, we're a strength gym. We are we do small groups, either one-on-one, obviously, uh, like PT. We do small groups of four. Uh, we do um, groups of up to 10. And our kind of USP is, a, is just having a very hands-on approach for each each uh, member that comes through the door. Um, not just throwing them into a class and just let them kind of have their own way. We're um, very um, tailored towards each individual and their needs. Um, obviously, everyone who comes to us is um, got a different background, different age demographic, different job, different um, stress in their life. And we try and understand each individual's needs. And we try and their goal setting to align with their lifestyle as well. 
So really, um, really tailored then, really bespoke. Yeah, really tailored, yeah. Um, and we're growing that kind of uh, business more now, now by education and more uh, coaches' um, expertise and knowledge in that area. Um, but we are a strength gym. We do obviously empower people through strength training. So mm. obviously our, our main lifts are like the deadlifts and the um, squats and the presses and the pull, pull-ups. Um, we do add variety into the classes to make it a bit more interesting in terms of longevity. Um, our main goal is not to get people in the door, get them fit and have six packs and throw them out the door. Um, give them these crazy diets like a lot of places do. Mm. We're here for the long run. We're trying to change people's lives for the better. So they come here, they do um, strength training, but they obviously build a community. They build a knowledge of um, how to maintain their health and health and well-being lifestyle for, the, for longevity of their life until although they, they drop dead at 100, hopefully. The thing is just like everyone who comes here, it's, it's a small community um, and they're empowered and they're educated and we have so many success stories and we just want to keep giving back to the community. Love it. I think one thing that resonates a lot with me is that I think we also do a lot of backspace, which is why I think, you know, Hex appeals to me as well as that education side yeah. of things. Um, you know, not keeping things a secret, which mm. I think often is done in physical therapy. It's not, it's not deliberately done, but it's that kind of not going the extra mm. mile to bother to yeah. actually go there to have those conversations, which are yeah. potentially a bit messier, a bit more difficult. Um, and teaching someone something to that person is extremely rewarding. You know, mm. if I can take a patient, um, and teach them actually how to hold themselves better, teach them how to sit, yeah. stand, lift in a different way, you know, that's, that's very, very rewarding to the patient and they feel empowered then. So I think, I think it sounds like, like we are at Backspace, yeah. um, passionate about empowering the patient or the, the member, the, the, the person who's training to understand their body and, and, and why they're in that situation in the yeah. first place a bit better. Cool. Sounds really interesting. So growing that motivation from within them, so they're like disciplined to do the things that they can do to stop them getting those injuries as well in yeah. the future. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So a lot of people here, they kind of, they think that it's a quick fix thing. So for yourself, like doing those yeah. everyday mobility tools or, or taking things out of their life that maybe is hindering them in their progress. It's yeah. a good way of educating them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think if you, you know, it's okay if, if, if people, some people want that, you know, they want a quick fix and that's always an option. So we, we will chat to patients yeah. and say, look, we can do a quick fix. We can do a, a short, a medium, or a long-term plan. Um, and some patients, you know, most people do want the long-term yeah. fix. You know, most of us, if you asked uh, anybody, mm. you know, uh, will want it gone forever. Yeah. Um, it does just take. It does take, unfortunately, just a little bit more hard work, but yeah. it's worth it in the end. I think. So we try to encourage people, inspire people, I suppose, to 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 just try a little harder to mm. push themselves a little bit further than perhaps they would normally go. Um, but the results, you know, are, are, well, they speak for themselves. So. There's probably a lot of similarities in our business as well. Like they come to you with one problem, but it's actually a, more of a hidden problem. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like us, they come with that really, this, these like 15 things in there. They think they can change in their arsenal to try and get healthier. Yeah. So what, do you, do you, what kind of, um, I mean, you've touched on, on a lot of it already, but you mentioned um, things like stress and anxiety, mental yeah. health stuff and, and lifestyle and uh, the social side of things. Do you also look at things like diet and... Yep. So food? our main thing from when we, when we started was all about fitness and nutrition. We kind of, we don't heavily go into, but we brush upon like the, the main education about macros and in terms of age, weight and height and uh, macros and calories and what should be in like a surplus or that kind of thing if you want to put weight on or um, carry deficit if you need to lose weight it's like kind of like the basic stuff and then we obviously look at look at their diaries and their food diaries and see where we can take things out and supplement things and mm. and um, how it impacts your energy and then um, recently we, I've been doing a st- uh, study with a future practice so I've been looking at doing well-being going forward so having the impacts of uh, stress relief and um, and coping mechanisms um, to to 
combat stress, which obviously has a negative effect on how your everyday life is and how your fitness is. Is that a course you're doing? Uh, a course I finished now, but oh, I'm cool. not, and now I'm, uh, me and Chris are just tailoring a, a product going into, into January. And you're, is that, sorry, a new service you're providing, is it? Or? Yeah, yeah, it's not, not quite... Um, um, is it just integrating into it's what integrating you're into, doing? Yeah, yeah, at the moment it's integrating into like, um, our, some of our products, but again, we're going to be having a bit more of a, like a, on a standalone kind of product, but again, that's just one of the few. So is that, is that a, a course you're studying? Is that a new service that you're providing here at Hex? Or? Yeah. Um, well, me and Chris found these, um, this guy called Ollie who's heading Future Practice, uh, this really good course on well-being. Um, and it just highlights some really interesting factors about um, well-being in the fitness industry and a gap in the, the market. So the kind of the gap between PTs and coaches and the health professionals. Um, and rather than getting to that point of the doctors where they're, it's like last kind of saloon where they're having to deal with these diseases and things like that, it's about combating them before. Mm. And the best people to do that is us on the, on the gym floor, us professionals. Yeah. So educating people about uh, stresses. So like sleep, the uh, importance of sleep, importance of taking toxins out of the body that then affect your sleep or affect stress. Um, and all that relates to fitness and nutrition. So as a product, we are looking at doing that in January, but we're still homing on what exactly we're going to do as a product for that. But at the moment, we're just, we're just kind of putting it into our, in our the client's chat and classes yeah. at the moment, but it's going to be more focused going into January. Sounds cool. I think the thing with <laughs> what's great about you guys is, you know, we, we tend to see people when at that kind of last resort, yeah. you know, people generally don't jump at the chance to mm. go to see a chiropractor yeah. until they've tried it, obviously. So, uh, you know, we're usually, the, the people are desperate, you know, they've tried everything, they've tried Googling, they've asked yeah. their friends, they've tried some stretches, uh, they might have gone to the GP who most likely wouldn't, mm. have, wouldn't have had the time to yeah. do some much in-depth digging into lifestyle and mm. stuff. So, yeah, I mean, again, it sounds like there's overlap yeah. between what we do, but you guys are best placed yeah. to do that kind of preventative well, stuff. Well, we have a lot of clients that. here who obviously we have really good friends who we have a good connection with and they can mm. open up to us. So obviously we want to be there and we want to talk to them and give them, um, kind of be listening to their problems. But again, if it obviously gets too down, far down line with over our expertise, then we need people like you and have a network system that we can pass the, the clients on to like medical um, uh, doctors or healthcare professionals or yourself, like chiropractors. Yeah. Um, it's all about like networking, have that group around us so we can, if we can't help you, someone else can. I think mm. that's very important within this, this industry and the way it's going. Definitely. And we offload the NHS as well in that sense because we're NHS, not, yeah. you know, they're not going to the GPs, they're not going to, into hospitals yeah. with preventative problems, really. Mm. And also a lot of people here who uh, maybe can't afford it, they, they tend to go private because it's a lot quicker and they don't want to wait for like six months to get yeah. people. Like a, sometimes it's, they're desperate, aren't they? And they only yeah. just have it. Yeah, and by then often things have become worse, you know. Yeah. Um, Normally they go to the doctor until it's last minute and by that point they can't wait another six yeah. months for a medical health check and stuff, so. Yeah. Right, um, we're going to go on to the next question. So, yeah. three top common types of injury. Uh, so... Uh, Easy. <laughs> yeah, just top three. I mean, where to begin? I think, I think the, <laughs> the... I think the, 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 the main thing I, I, I try to explain... Again, coming back to that education with patients, um, m almost all problems. We, we usually see people, uh, um, like, like we were just saying, yeah. who are pretty far down the line. Um, not always. Some people are more proactive than others um, for whatever reason. But most of the symptoms that people get, no matter where they are in the body, no matter if it's musculoskeletal or non, are usually uh, an indication that the body has been trying to cope with something for, for a period of time, mm. often quite long, and has been compensating around uh, the, the dysfunction yeah. um, until it cannot anymore. And the system is overloaded in the context or, or the, on the, in the field of, kind of musculoskeletal medicine. 
those those tissues, those musculoskeletal tissues, whether they are joints, ligaments, tendons, muscles, um, nerves, discs, uh, you name it, are, are, the tissue tolerance is failing. So it's yeah. being overloaded and then you're starting to get, whether it's tearing, straining, um, you know, wear and tear, uh, you're going to start getting inflammation and pain. So it's trying to get that person to understand that the moment the symptoms occurred or started is not necessarily the moment something went wrong. Yeah. Unless you've had a macro trauma, something big like a car accident, a skiing injury, you know, uh, twisted your knee playing football and your studs got stuck in the grass and you twisted and tore your ACL or whatever. So those are actually less common. Most of the time, I know this is a long-winded answer, um, but I think it's important for people to understand yeah. that most of the time there has been a process going on for, for quite a long yeah, period of time. Yeah, warning signs before it gets to the... Exactly. Yeah. So it's dysfunction in your... It's, it's poor movement, poor posture... You know, no, no news flashes yeah. here, you know, nothing that's going to be revolutionary, um, which is good, actually, because that's stuff which is easy to actually fix, to, you know, how to treat your posture, um, how to move a bit better. So that's what, we're, that's what we are passionate about. So when we see an injury, it doesn't matter where it is in the body, we are always thinking, okay, that's where you're, that's where you're displaying symptoms. That's your body's, your body's saying, here's where I'm mostly overloaded. But let's look at you globally. Let's look at you standing. Let's look at your posture. Let's look how much, let's look at clues in the way your body holds itself in a literally vertical position, yeah. standing still. Because we can see, you know, where you're being pulled by the tight mm. dominant muscles, where you're not having any... Um, balancing kind of counteracting yeah. pull from the other muscles whether your um you know deep neck flexors are pulling your head forward and your and your traps are lifting your your upper traps are lifting your shoulders up and round that classic kind of what we call upper cross syndrome yeah. tight pecs um weak mid lower trapezius muscles allowing the shoulders to kind of roll forward and the upper yeah. back to slump and the chin to poke out so we can see that just in your posture um getting the person to move getting the person to do a squat to push up um, a sit-up to see how they coordinate movement. Yeah. Though that's where we find the answers, really, as to as to what the body is now doing mm-hmm. to compensate, and why this person has an injury. A little bit of case history, investigating. You know, what do you do from an, on a day-to-day basis? We get clues from their occupations. Clues. You know, are they spending all day long? You know, painting. In which case, their shoulders yeah. are going to be knackered from overhead arm movement all day long. Are they driving long distances and have low back pain? Are they standing all day and have foot and ankle or knee problems? So looking for clues here, there and everywhere. We're a bit of a, a, a team of detectives in a way. Um, and then trying to undo it. So, so, you know, the commonest, I suppose if you were to ask us what, what we commonly, most commonly see is probably partially dictated also by the fact that we are chiropractors. Yeah. So, you know, historically, classically, mm. chiropractors specialize in spinal conditions. So yeah. we see more low back pain, neck pain, headaches, jaw pain as well. Okay. Um, being a sports and exercise predominant clinic, we see a lot of, a lot of sports injuries, things that maybe physios would more historically see. Shoulder, elbow, knee, hip, ankle problems, yeah. exercise-related uh, injuries. Um, so... Hard to say what are the top three things we, mm. s- we see. What I would say is that everything we see yeah. is posture yeah. and movement dysfunction related. Um, and, and so, we're, like I said, we're trying to always get to the kind of that level. The root cause, yeah. Yeah, not just the kind of point to where it hurts. Let me investigate there with my binoculars, you know, under a microscope and not look at what's happening above yeah. and below and, look all, and all around that area. Because that area probably not, is, is not actually the problem. It's just where you're displaying the symptoms. So, yeah, not a very quick answer, sorry. <laughs> Again, I know that very well. I've had a fair few injuries over the years, so I yeah. kind of know that if it hurts in one spot, it's not necessarily that is the root cause. It's like a, 
like kind of triggering points and things, isn't it? Exactly, and it's compensatory usually. Yeah. So, how about hex? What types of what? What are the main types of people that come here? Would you say? Because we're a strength training gym, obviously, we want people where people come here generally because they want to get fitter and stronger. But uh, we have a range of ages from anywhere from like early twenties up into like mid seventies. Our age for our main classes probably averages about early 30s, um, semi-private PT, I'd say slightly older, maybe early 40s. Mm. Um, and then PT clients, I'd probably say slightly older again, so like early 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we do um, like an over 60s um, online online class um, and we have lots of other people that come to us with different different needs. Yeah, encourage anyone to come to HEX. Um, we've always, always got like a, a program or a, a different thing we can give to each person. People from all occupations. Have you got any injuries? Well, being... <laughs> Rubbing my well, hands. Where should we start? Uh, yeah, so start? I'm 36. I did a lot of competing originally in CrossFit and then moving into more kind of like functional turf games and FGs. And I've had obviously picked up a few from CrossFit in the past, but never a serious one as I had last year. So 2021 in May, I was doing an NFG. My hip impingement was paying up from doing a lot of pistols. So I had quite a lot of hip pain and I was trying to work, work around that. Um, and the wind was going up through this tunnel and it was freezing. Um, they overran one of the events, strongman event, rom, rep, max, deadlifts. Before we did that, you had to do like cleans. And I didn't have, they didn't give us enough time to warm up properly. So mm. if, if I would have been coaching someone who was there, I would have gone, don't do it. Mm. Um, but I was in a partner workout, so I don't want to let your teammate down. So okay. I said, I'll give it a go. Um, as I have time and time again, I've done it. I felt fine. I felt, okay, this is isn't too bad. I made, I made the lift that I need to, um, heavy clean. And then I got, went on to one, one rep deadlifts. I was going for like one of my PBs and I picked it up and I just felt something pop in my back. Mm. So obviously I went, I pulled out of that one, went over to see a therapist and they did obviously the, the massage and it was sore, but I didn't think it was that bad. So I stupidly did the next event. I couldn't... Oh, literally there and then? Yeah. You I, had the massage between events? Yeah, yeah. So okay. I, couldn't, I couldn't sit on a rower because it hurt so much. So I was just doing this event where I jogged in one on the bike. But because it was like a bit sore, but it wasn't, I didn't think it was as bad as it was. And then it was like the week, the week after, I kind of had a bit of um, bit of pain in my back, but it just felt like it was loaded up. And then I was moving tires out the front of the gym, and and it and it just popped again, and I couldn't move. And then for about three months, I had sciatica. In the morning it was worse. So when I kind of got out of bed, it used to ache in the lower back, and I couldn't literally sit down. I had to stand up all the time. And I was mm. walking to work. It was like probably about eight out of ten pain, like like brought tears by. And it was really obviously quite stressful in terms of um, everyday life because I had to work and I couldn't work out. I couldn't really do my job to the way I wanted to do because I couldn't do the movements or demonstrating or literally bend my back. Mm. Um, so for three months I was on heavy painkillers. I was paying people to, to uh, try and fix me and it wasn't really working, the, the treatments I wanted. Doctors were saying that it was just a um, piriformis syndrome and it wasn't anything to do with the back. <laughs> and I kept saying to them, can I get an MRI anyway? And mm. they, were, they weren't doing that. And then in after four months doing it, my back started to get a bit better. So I started doing weightlifting again. Um, and, then I kept, and then I kept getting like nerve pain. So I was doing like heavy squats and deadlifts and it was fine. But then I would get nerve pain here. I think it's the febrile nerve, is it? Yep. yep. Front of the thigh. Yeah. And it was like a bit of pain there and pain there. Even though this sciatic nerve had kind of died down a bit, it kind of was appearing in other places. Then I started to run a bit more because I was going to train for high rocks and my back kept blowing out. But then it was better two weeks later. Then it kept blowing out a month later, same thing. Mm. And I said, this isn't right. So I um, ended up paying for an MRI from Harley Street on my own, which was 250. I've seen the um, scan. I have, yeah. And it's not like the worst bulge you've ever seen, but it's still a bulge. It's a good bulge. one. It's a good one, yeah. <laughs> and, and, the L, and the L5, which you've probably seen before. And after that, they told me I shouldn't lift for two years. I should never deadlift again. I probably should just um, wind down and just um, do Pilates and stuff. 
throw in the towel which, which I refused I gave it probably a good two months of just doing Pilates and stretching and then as obviously as I'm a very experienced fitness enthusiast I kind of knew my limits so soon and your sort of technique and everything yeah technique yeah. so I literally stayed away from anything heavy kind of static bodybuilding stuff mm. and then incorporated more CV mm. um, and then I gradually built up the weights yeah and it's only randomly only recently after I booked a session to CU this Monday <laughs> I was doing deadlifts on Wednesday just gone and my back blew out again and obviously I'm hoping it's not as bad as it was um, but I'm obviously coming to see you on Monday to sort it out or sort it out or just yeah, <laughs> diagnose and uh, hopefully yeah, give me some absolutely. light on the matter and I think you know, that just goes to show that it can happen to anyone you know and I think the common misconception is that injuries happen to people mm. who are you know careless or don't yeah. know anything about yeah. the bodies I think it's about circumstances mm. you know and we're all susceptible to injury everybody's human I've got my own left shoulder yeah. problem that I got from training once and I've got my own right right-sided mm. lower back problem as well and I always say to patients things don't go away just because they stop hurting they yeah. become under control yeah so if you have a problem consider it a problem that you probably have for life because mm. um, most problems do come back it's not to that be doom and gloom up. Yeah, it can flare up. So it's either under control or out of control. Mm. So, you know, for whatever reason, your problem might have flared up again. It's yeah. probably not as bad as it was before. Um, but this time you're, you know, immediately going to see someone, yeah. getting it checked out, being proactive, um, nip it in the bud faster. Yeah. So I look forward to that on Monday. If you're above 30, one of four people have got some sort of degenerated disc. Yeah, it's super common. And then one and two above 40, and then most people above 50 have got it. Yeah. And just a lot of people goes undiagnosed, doesn't it? Yeah. It, 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 and, you know, a common thing that we're taught when we're, when we're training is that um, the, there is statistically no correlation between mm. clinical and radiographic findings, mm. which sounds like a bunch of jargon. But what that means is that the person presenting to you in front of you in the clinic as a practitioner, mm. if I see a patient, just because they are standing there you know, maybe twisted and, mm. and bent over in half and in agony, it doesn't mean something extremely bad has happened. If we were to image that person, meaning if we were to do an MRI mm. scan of their back, we might see absolutely nothing there at all. No disc problem, no wear and tear, nothing at all. It could be just a functional problem. Yeah. Back spasm, um, joint dysfunction, joint stiffness, uh, joint sprain in the lower back, and the body just kind of contorting mm. itself just to kind of um, offload that area. Um, similarly, you could have someone who, if you saw their MRI scans, and I've seen MRI scans mm. of patients who have horrendous wear and tear, multiple disc prolapses, but they're training like, like yeah. normal. Um, so, yeah, there, there are many people out there in the population who have disc bulges, who have... Um, you know, these kinds of problems, wear and tear, but don't have symptoms. So it's important that each person's an individual case on that. Absolutely, definitely. Yeah. When I first went to see them, it wasn't you guys. I was going to say, uh, I waited yeah. to hear what you say, and, and I'll they say, said, no, it definitely wasn't us. And they said, obviously, <laughs> never, de never deadlift again. Obviously, I know that with oh, back, never deadlift again, yeah, with that back advice, injuries, yeah. it's probably once you're over the initial inflammation and the, the main injury, it's probably it's good to do deadlifts and build up that strength again. Absolutely. Do it in the correct form. Yeah. So when these people are telling people, don't do deadlifts, it's really strength training really bad for you, that's why you're injured, and should never have done this thing. It's, it's actually false information. I think sometimes... Old, old kind of news, isn't it? I agree, I agree with you. I think sometimes, you know, it's... As practitioners, we want to always err on the side of caution. We take the Hippocratic Oath, which is first do no harm, you know. Mm. So sometimes the advice you're given by a GP, a surgeon, a physio, a chiro, an osteopath, you know, it, we, you know everybody's as bad as each other. Mm. Sometimes we just have to weigh up the, the benefits and go, yeah. you know, is this person likely to injure themselves again? 
you know, do I want to be responsible for having allowed that to happen? So they're you know? covering their backs. So they just kind of cover their own backs. Yeah, like, like, just don't do that ever again. Yeah. Because that way I know you're safe. You're not, you're not blaming me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we like to kind of, re, you know, treat, not be so black and white. Yeah. And teach you, you know, let's look at your deadlift. And that's the difference, you know. Same with you guys, you know, let's look at your technique. Let's mm. educate you, like we said earlier. So let me see you. Show me your deadlift. Yeah. And I've got, uh, we, we have in, uh, <laughs> we've got in backspace, as you've seen already, yeah. rigging. So we've got the, the Olympic bar. We've got weight. Yeah. Um, and if someone has a deadlift related injury a squat related injury I'll say right let's let's set set it up and show me what you're doing um, and that way we can we can I definitely I think stuck in the old fashioned ways of just like being all completely separate it, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. And I, I think you know when, when you were talking earlier I was imagining our business is a bit like a, yeah. a Venn diagram you know with a lot of overlap and I think in the past you know a chiropractor just cracked backs yeah. and a physio just prescribed exercises mm. and did some massage you know and a PT just did you know, fitness, weight loss or yeah, fitness yeah. Or, or, or whatever it was. And more and more, we're kind of merging and overlapping, which is great because we help each other, we facilitate each other. Um, and like you said, you know, where you um, stop, we can pick yep, up and vice versa. Yeah, not just us, us guys. Obviously, it's more people that we can join into the network and totally. branch off, can't we? Okay, that brings us very nicely on to next week's podcast. Owain's going to do a QA, and a um, get one of the Hex community. It might be me, me or Chris. Uh, let's wait and see who it is. We're going to... Yeah, go from there, aren't we? Yeah, look forward Excited to it. Excited about that? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on today's podcast. That was a very interesting one today to kick us off in season three, and we will see you next week. Cheers, guys. Have a good weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.